Go from the High V Studios, News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO. Hawkeyes lose in a heartbreaker to Penn State 21 to 19. Your final score. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. The man you hear clapping is Andrew Downs. Yeah. If you're wondering where Ross Peterson is tonight, he's in Canada fishing. He'll be there all week <laughs> fishing. Yes, uh, he watched the game from, we, we understand, from like a boat right. on an island. Yeah. And now he's gone to bed so he can go catch some Northern tomorrow. But That's we're right. going to be talking about this disappointing loss for the Hawkeyes up until 1.30 this morning. Happy Sunday, by the way. It is the 24th of September now. And, uh, Andrew, just a, a range of emotions. You use the words bend but don't break. But the the numbers that Iowa gave up are alarming. They really are. They, they are. The, the, the numbers are staggering when you're talking about 579 yards. The numbers are staggering when you talk about 99 plays that Penn State ran. The numbers are staggering when you're talking about Barkley's 350-plus yards of all-purpose yards, including over 200 yards on the ground. The fact that this game was even close is a minor miracle. Yeah, you said it in our in our post-game Facebook Live Iowa was lucky to be in this game, and it's hard to say that when they lost on the final play of the game and it felt like they were going to win for a long time there in the fourth quarter. Uh, Iowa was lucky to be in this game. With those stats you just read off, they they are staggering. Uh, there's a lot to shore up with this team. I don't come out of this game. I had a couple people saying, hey, maybe this is the uh, the rematch we need in the Big Ten you know, championship game. Eh, pump your brakes a little bit here. This Iowa team played a very good game tonight. They they kept it close. They put themselves in a position to win a game, a heartbreaking loss. But there's a lot to shore up going forward. And uh, you know, a trip to Michigan State looms a week from today, uh, from yesterday, I guess now. Uh, and so, a lot of good things, but there there is a lot to be concerned about. You mentioned Michigan State. Let's go to Lansing, Michigan. That's where Jerry is. Jerry, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, thank you very much. I'll say this, though. I, I mean, I think that I'm proud of the defense. They were put in terrible positions. I mean, they, they the bend that don't break analogy is perfect. And, yeah, they gave up all those yards. But, I mean, when when push came to shove, they held up you know, up until the end there. But, uh, I mean, Saquon, you nailed it with Travis saying Saquon Barkley being the leader for the Heisman at this point. I mean, the dude at that one point, he, he his legs are so strong, he almost broke his own ankle. Yes. When he slipped he, on the turf. When he lift off, yeah, when he lift, lift off the field, I mean, he literally almost broke. His legs are so strong to try to stop, his joint almost gave out. It was just, I mean, it, the guy is a beast. And he's definitely going to be playing on Sunday. But, I mean, my thing is this, though. I mean, at to the, at the point when the safety w- was scored, Iowa had rushed to the ball eight times for eight yards. The, the, Iowa's leading rusher was, at that point, Nate Stanley, who had two rushes for five yards. Wiley had six carries for three yards. What the hell are you pitching the ball five yards deep in the end zone for? That play, literally, in my opinion, you take that play out and you just do three quarterback sneaks and punt the ball, I will might win this game. 
Because after that, what happens? You go end up going for two at fifteen thirteen, and you don't get that. Well, if it ain't fifteen thirteen, it's actually then going to be fourteen thirteen because you're going to kick a PAT. You're not going for two. Can you imagine? And you score your touchdown, and you go up twenty one thirteen, and they're driving for a touchdown to go and, and score a two point conversion to take it to overtime. You know, Jerry, and it's interesting because people are going to look at the last drive and the fact that Penn State went twelve plays, eighty yards. In a minute 42 is impressive. And people usually don't go back to the first half to take a good solid look and realize those, those offensive plays, those decisions have consequences. And you're right. Iowa could not run the football at all in the first half. Couldn't do anything in the offensively in the first half. And when you're. Penn State's defensive line was living a yard behind, a yard deep in, in our backfield up until that point and even most of the way through the game. I mean, what makes you think that I just, that was just, I couldn't, when I saw that ball leave Stanley's hand and pitch, I'm like, oh my God, there's a safety, and sure enough, I couldn't believe it. What, what, I mean, what were you thinking? Why would you do that? I mean, that was just the most brain-dead call. I mean, that's going to haunt, I mean, these are the kind of losses that, I'll tell you right now, these are the kind of losses, though, that define Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. Not, there's not one win that he's defined by. It's these kinds of losses that define Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz. Be, be more specific. Be, be more. Be, be more specific, because he does pull off these games. This snapped a, a streak of four straight night game wins. It snapped a streak of um, a Big Ten opening wins. This snapped a streak of wins over top five teams. What, what, I guess. What, what? What do you mean? He's got defined by those wins. He gets defined by. He gets, he's defined by losses like when they went down and played USC and got blew out in the Orange Bowl. Last year's Rose Bowl when they got blow, blew out. This game that they got blew, that they didn't get blown out, but the, they just got out. They didn't get out coached. They just undercoached themselves to a loss. I mean, it just these they have lost so many of these games that if you could say that you can actually, you can actually, in my opinion, you could put them on coaching. And if you had coaching making coaches making better decisions, Terrence might have twenty more wins than he does over the course of his career. That's an, and that's not asking much. That's a little over one win a year. Interesting point, Jerry. Thanks for the phone call. Are you going to go to the game next week in Lansing? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to. All right. Talk to you and soon, buddy. I'll definitely call you again and give you the uh, on-the-field or uh, the uh, local uh, opinion, I guess. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. See you, guys. Interesting analogy from Jerry. Don't necessarily know if I agree with it. Or yeah, not. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I see where he's coming from. For sure. And, but, it, and it's easy to put a loss like this on the coaching, and and, and there there were some head scratching things. Brian Ferentz uh, didn't have the game that that maybe we thought he could. But sometimes you take what you're given, and then then things start to open up with you. Now you know the weird thing is they scored 12 points in the fourth quarter, only had the ball four minutes in the fourth quarter. Right. I, I mean, it, they were able to, to to strike quickly, and obviously something they were doing in the first three quarters opened that up. Where where Wadley, and you know, maybe it's just Wadley's athleticism, but uh, you know we were talking about get get him the ball more, get him the ball more, especially that 70 yard uh, touchdown catch and run that he had. That was opened up by some of the things that happened earlier in the game. And I'm, Ferris does lose lose these games sometimes, but sometimes the other team just makes the play, right? I mean, especially tonight. That was one one play away from winning that game. Well, I'm telling you right now, uh, Barkley and McSorley, the best one two combination you're going to see all year long. I don't think you're going to see better. I don't think you're going to see a better quarterback, and I don't think you're going to see a better running back than what you did tonight. You will definitely not see a better running back. Let's go to uh, Melrose Avenue, and that's where Brad's hanging out. How's things on Melrose tonight, there, Brad? 
Man, it was it was fun tonight. It was fun tonight. We had a, we had a good time. Um, I want to disagree with Jerry on a few things. Um, parents, that's the kind of game that that he had to coach. They had to ugly it up. They had to keep it close, and that's the kind of game that parents calls. And you know what? They were they were literally one play away from from winning that game. So. You guys do a great job of, of uh, breaking the game down, and I'm going to sit back and listen. But I did want to comment on one thing, and I'm just going to throw it out there, and I want to hear the callers that were at the game. Um, maybe they can, can weigh in on things. But uh, when when the uh, National Anthem was going, they are presenting the colors and the flag. Penn State just sent their captains out. They had, you know, the, the captains took the field, and the Penn State players, we're in the tunnel. The Iowa players were all lined up, showing respect for the flag on the Iowa sideline. Uh, they played the national anthem, and then the Penn State players took the field. I just felt that was very disrespectful. The game is what it is. Other people that call in, I, I, I'm very interested to hear their thoughts on that. And, I, and I've got thoughts on it too, Brad. And, and you, you brought up a point, and, and somebody pointed out to us, I think, early on Twitter, or, or Andrew might have brought it. And uh, sit back and listen, because this is what I'm going to say is that it depends on what school it is. Not all schools are on the field for the National Anthem. I know for a fact that not all schools come out to the field for the National Anthem. It is customary that you send your captains out first for the coin flip. Um, I Believe it or not, I come from the uh, aspect that I'd rather have all the pregame pomp and circumstance while the teams are in the locker room, do the National Anthem, then you line up the tunnel, everybody lines up or comes out, and the swarm comes out. I don't think it was disrespectful. I don't know what the regular protocol of Penn State is. Right. Because if Penn State's regular protocol at home and on the road is not to come out of the tunnel until the National Anthem is over, I don't have a problem with it. Because not all teams are on the field for the National Anthem. Yeah, and I think it's probably a reach to say that they changed the protocol yeah. to, to disrespect something tonight. Because great teams, top caliber teams, don't change what they do. No, they do the same thing. Yeah, Week in, week out, home, away, yeah. you know, huge game, small game, uh, no matter what, they do the same thing. I, so don't read too much into that. I, I, I think that's a far stretch. I think it's, it's kind of a carryover for what's happening in the National Football League right now. I, I don't look at that as being disrespectful. I think you have uh, a team that is in a it, it follows a, a regimented way of doing things. Because I, th- I don't think Iowa State's on the, on the field for its – for the no, I think you're anthem. right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's a number of schools that don't come onto the field. You know what? After a game like anthem. that, it's 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 understandable, right? To to kind of yeah. nitpick and find yeah. things. Pe- people are upset about the punt at the yeah. end of the game. McSorley takes the knee on the the PAT attempt and turns around and punts the ball. Uh, he'll probably apologize for that at some point this week, uh, a la you know Oklahoma. But. We don't need to go there, right? No, it was it was, a, it was so. a well played game. Of course, you're going to look for things to be disrespected. You know, hey, they disrespected us for this or for that. We lost the game. I know it hurts. Let's let's just talk about the game. Five one five two eight four ten forty. I'm Travis Justice. He's Andrew Downs. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff and News Radio ten forty WHO. Sam's been on hold for over thirty minutes. He was on Highway two eighteen South when he called. He's probably home by now. Sam, welcome <laughs> to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff. Hey guys, you're right. Uh, sorry, I'm a bit hoarse. I was at the game. It's uh, it was. I'm not crying yet, but uh, <laughs> man, yeah, I am now on 34 East instead of 218 South. But that's all right. 
I had too much to say. You, normally, I tweet at you, but tweeting and driving is going to get me killed. Yeah, it's dangerous, lady, and so, it's illegal uh, now. Yeah, that's true. Um, man, uh, God, where to begin? Uh, first of all, it was an amazing crowd. Uh, I, I'm telling you, like, uh, it was just fantastic. I hope we can carry that over into Carver in the winter. My first season having uh, season tickets, and... You know, I don't yet know if this team is special, but this game made me glad that I had them um, because it was just fantastic. Um, I I was going to rebut a little bit on, well, first of all, I'm surprised that that uh, Jerry or whatever was in Michigan because he sounded just like a guy that was behind me in the stands and his buddy that left with 10 minutes left in the third quarter that couldn't stand what the offense was doing, which was just off, you know, I couldn't believe it, but... uh, you know, lots of lots of guts tonight, but that beyond the punt at the end of the game, just to respond to what you were just saying about just talk about the game, there was some hooting and hollering and jumping and shushing the band by the Penn State players after the game. And, you know, I call it like uh, bad manners on our part to say, oh, we're disrespect or whatever, but that you don't need to be jumping and hooting and hollering if you come in at number three or four and, you know, and beat the team by two points at the end of the game. I don't, I don't think there's any call for that. And I think Penn State fans, I, you know, I'm not but sold on Franklin yet, I have to say. You know, he's... Sam, are you willing that, to give 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds a little emotion of scoring a play in the last Yeah, man. Play? Yeah, but you take it into the locker room. Like, I, you take it into the locker room, you throw water on each other. You don't, like, I, I just... To be jumping up and down in front of the band and shushing them, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it, you know. And I, I too, I would much rather talk about, you know, the uh, heartful, you know, the defensive effort. And uh, I mean, Brian Ferentz, I know he's like supposed to be a big deal. It's his first year as OC, and I think we saw a bit of that tonight. That pitch in the end zone was weird. I don't know why we didn't go for two after that first touchdown. I don't understand what seven five gets us over six five or eight five. Like, uh, you know, there was a couple weird things like that, and certainly some drop passes. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think Stanley definitely played plays like a true sophomore at this point, which is not any discredit to him. But there were some drop passes that were somewhere his fault, and some of the receivers' fault, and you know, we just needed we needed. Mojo on a- hey, you're starting okay. to you're starting to phase out, Sam. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate too it. Too far east on 34. Yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. We'll talk yeah. to you. Le- talk to you next week. Yeah, you know, he's got a decent point about going for two. I, I hadn't. I guess I hadn't really thought about that. You, you have six, six to five, eight to five. The, the difference there. I will say again, man. They. Penn State, yeah, they're ranked number four in the country. They expected to win this game. They're still coming into a hostile environment, a, play, a place where they've lost several times at, at night when the, the place is striped like that. The energy in that stadium, I assume, was just amazing. And as you said, they won on the last play of the game. They 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 were on the verge of losing well, everything, right? Well, let's not forget about the emotion because Akram Wadley high-stepped again on that he last. Did. You know, that's emotion. And then he turned it right back yep. in. He knew. Yep. But that's just that's that emotion. And 
James Franklin has a little chip on his shoulder. We're not going to lie. I mean, he's he's kind of cocky. No he's kind of arrogant. And what happens is a team will develop the attitude of its head coach. They take that on. So people see that Iowa reacts the same way Kirk Ferris does. Well, that's because they've taken on that that same attitude. And, yep. and, and so what they do is kind of a reflection of their head coach. I I know you don't, you don't like it because you got beat. Yes. That's why you don't like it. And I and I understand it and I and I appreciate it, but I also know that emotion, man. If I scored on the last play of the game, I'd be the most cockiest sob there was. Did you see how Iowa reacted uh, at at Iowa State a couple of weeks yes, ago? Exactly. I bet they didn't like that. No, because and, that and emotion. Iowa picked came over. in as a favorite, and all of that, all of that was true there there as well. Uh, and again, I will say I'm Brian Ferentz. I. He looked like a first-year offensive coordinator at times tonight. That that pitch in the end zone is something that you know, he'll stay up at night for years about. Uh, there didn't seem to be a lot of adjustments at halftime. Uh, the the first down plays were head scratching more often than not. Yeah. They they seem to not go to play action quickly enough. And so yeah, th- there there are some definitely legitimate criticisms there. Two eight four ten Joe. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop, Shot and Kirk Ford of Indianola, and Tommy's. Well, you know, it's just it's, it's a tough loss for all of us. Uh, you really feel badly for our players. And those guys really played as hard as they possibly could and played tough football and, uh, you know, just laid it all out there tonight. So They did lay it all out there, but in a losing cause, 21-19, to the final score. Iowa loses to Penn State, drops to 3-1 and on the season, 0-1 in Big Ten play at Michigan State next weekend. Good to have you along for the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off at News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. He is Mr. Andrew Downs. Hey, Andrew. How we doing, Travis? You know, we got phone calls lined up. Yeah. We might as well get right back to Let's them. Let's do it. Let's go to Paul on I-80. Paul, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, yeah, uh wanted to say... One thing about uh, the the problem with the defense giving up so many yards is the the offense was pretty brutally bad. That the uh, in the first half, uh, you know, you can't you can't expect your defense uh, uh, to not give up uh, no yards. So the the offense needs to do a little better from now on. Uh, I thought Far- I thought Brian Ferentz called a pretty bad game in the first half. Uh, uh, I know. I sent out a tweet. I said, who, who let Greg Davis back in the press box? <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I, it, well, you know, it's one of those things where uh, Kirk Ferentz in the post game said, yeah, we knew they blitzed about 40, 45% of the time. Well, you know, it's hard to run against that. So maybe a lot of short little play action and short passes to start the game off and just never saw it. I know, I know that I I know the offense didn't have good field position, but and I know they dropped some passes or the couple passes were off target. But I, and uh, I and I know where you're going, Paul. And I and I don't and I and I'm going to let you go. But I want you to I want you to listen to what I have to say. And that is, Iowa will always try to establish the run. Yes, Iowa is a team that is going to try to establish the run. And and Rex is picking on me. He goes, take what you're given. He called the pitch play four yards deep in the end zone. Laugh out loud. Plays like that. Win or lose games tonight. You're right. What I meant was early in the game, not the pitch play. But you're always going to take what you're given, but they're going to try to establish what they want to do. And that's what Iowa did in that first half was try to establish the run. Fox News 
Radio. I'm Rich Dennison. North Korea's foreign minister at the UN General Assembly yesterday not mincing words about President Trump. The absurd reality that a person like Trump, a mentally deranged person full of megalomania and complacence, the person who is chastised even by American people as commander in grief, Lion King, President Evil, foreign minister through a translator. Backlash over President Trump's comments about football players who kneel during the national anthem and his decision to rescind a White House invitation to Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell issuing a statement. And it says, in part, divisive comments like these demonstrate an unfortunate lack of respect for the NFL our great game, and all our players. Fox's Peter Ducey. In a tweet, LeBron James calling the president a bum. Fox News, we report, you decide. Um. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. Welcome back to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. I didn't hear this on the BTN. But Skull says, by the way, McSorley apologized on BTN after the game. Said he meant no disrespect to Iowa. And Coach Franklin said the same in the, in the presser. It was the heat of the moment. It was the emotion of what takes place. So the apology, I thought, was coming sometime this week has already yes. happened. So I've been dying to know for the last 21 minutes or 22 minutes if this name is Lane or Lame <laughs> or Sane. Bane. Bane. <laughs> It's lame. I'm like, hell yes, I'm living life in the fast. Okay, because Sean wrote <laughs> lame, and I'm like, I've never heard anybody name yeah, the kid that was lame like a, before. A commentary on the caller. What no, do you... no, not at all, no. My name's Lane. What's up, Lane? What do you got for us tonight? Well, uh, a couple points. Um, you know, in regards to what Penn State did on offense, um, they did what they had to do to win the game. That was put up big numbers. Uh, you know, Barkley had a huge game. That guy's a Heisman. Uh, front runner for sure. Uh, just an amazing job on his part. Great game, but you know they they put up those numbers and and uh, Iowa's defense credit. They they held tough um, that last play. Dang, you'd like to have that back. Um, I look forward to a rematch with Indy. Hopefully, I think that'd be great. Um, I think we got them second time around in uh, early December, and I think we definitively know now that one high step okay. Too high stress. <laughs> Lane, good call, st- sir. You know, I probably disagree with him a little bit, Andrew, because you and I were just talking about off the air. I said if this was a neutral site game, uh, Penn State probably wins by 17 to 21. Yeah. If it's at Penn State, it could be a blowout based on the 111,000 they would have there. You put these stats in, in back in Kinnick Stadium, and you probably get beaten pretty badly. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Listen, Iowa kept it close. They did what they had to do. I don't know a rematch is what you want at this point. Now, I want to see Iowa in Indy as, so much, as much as anybody. I do not want to see Saquon Barkley on the other side of the field ever again. But let's let's not put the cart before the horse here because we got to go to Michigan State next week. We got – Michigan State got beat by Notre Dame, so they're going to be heavy. They're going to be pumped up next week. Yes. you you got to play Ohio State yet. You got to play Wisconsin yet. The Purdue game is looking a little yes. tougher. There's a lot of football yet to be played. And let's not forget the they they lost to the number four team in the country on the last yes. second play. That's that is a positive sign. But man, look at some of these stats. They had Penn State had 40 minutes of possession. They had 600 almost yards. One guy went for over 300 against Iowa. There are some things to shore up, and if that doesn't happen, this team's not going to Indy. I tell you what, what I do want to see before we get to Indianapolis is more of this kid playing. Ball just inside. 
the 50-yard line in Iowa territory. Here's McSorley. Drilled. That ball's loose. A.J. Epinesa knocked the ball loose. The Hawks have it. The Hawks are on it at the 45-yard line, and I don't think his arm was coming forward. I know that uh, Gary was slobbering all over Josie Jewell after the game, <laughs> as he should have been. I know he was happy for Anthony Nelson, who was their star of the game. Yes. A.J. Epinesa was the star of the game. We had not seen as much of A.J. in, as in the previous weeks as until we saw him tonight. He had three quarterback hurries. If you look at the stat line, you're going to go, uh. But he was his yep. mere presence in the game was a factor on defense. I don't, I don't think Iowa would have been as successful on defense if Epinesa didn't play as much as he did tonight. No, and and you and I said right before that last drive, you have to just let him loose. You have to let him go. And a couple of times he came close to making some really big plays on that final drive. And I think him being in this box, for whatever reason, if it's because he doesn't quite have the the defense down, if it's because he he gets gassed a little bit, whatever the reason is that he hasn't been playing the majority of these games up until this point, that has to be thrown out now. He is a difference maker on that defensive line and whatever the the little things are that he's he's a true freshman there's going to be some issues there're going to be some plays that he doesn't make uh, i think he comes inside too often a little bit too too quickly sometimes but he is too good to not have him out on the field all of the time he's too good and i think we saw it at times tonight he can overpower the what he does have in an experience he can make up and overpower even most upperclassmen who are above him and have more experience 2841040 Two eight four ten forty. Reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. Let's go to Troy in Urbandale. Troy, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue SoundOff on News Radio ten forty WHO. Well, that was a great effort by both teams. Uh, very proud of the way the Hawks played all the way to the last play of the game. I'm disagreeing with a lot of the tone of the callers tonight. I I, I agree with Lane, uh, but yeah, I think this team that Penn State has is better than Michigan was last year. And I'm, and I, I know they have more firepower than Michigan did. I think they're better than Michigan State was in the Big Ten championship. This is a team that won the Big Ten last year, has not lost since September in the regular season, and probably should have beat USC in the Rose Bowl. Uh, they're going to have an all-Big Ten quarterback probably. Barkley might win the Heisman. He was number five on the draft board. Uh, as far as the- if he doesn't win the Heisman after what I if he continues to put an effort just running the football I mean first of all all purpose yards I mean the guy does it all he was the leading rusher and leading receiver for Penn State tonight he had 53 yards of kickoff returns the guy is a stud he does it all I don't see how he doesn't win the Heisman unless he gets hurt he's only had 28 carries coming into this game they haven't really used him that much and Kirby's calling him Superman so I mean I I don't know. I, you're not, you're not going to find a. They probably will win the Big Ten again. They're a Final Four contender, so I guess you look at the opponent. Their defense is better than it was last year. Uh, so regarding the Hawks, just an excellent effort. I think they rotated a lot more linemen in there, and of course Josie Jewell, heroic effort. Just a, just an unbelievable you, effort. You know, Troy, and, I and I and I'm not and I'm not knocking on Jewell, but this is going to sound like it. But you know when he got stuck going one on one against Barkley, you know who won that every time, right? Who, who, who can match him? Nobody. Nobody. I know, but it was just like it, it was just weird to watch Barkley just, and that was the true comparison. I know Gary kept saying it, all American against all American. Well, I I got news for you the the, the one guy won ninety percent of the time in yeah, that match. Yeah, you said it during the game. This this isn't all American versus all American. This is all conference versus all world. Yes, that's what it There's seemed no- like. 
there's no linebacker I don't think in the country that can cover the guy. And if he if he was number five on Mel Kuyper's board, he's only going up from there. Yep. And uh, uh, anyway, outstanding ball game, and I think the Hawks are going to have a great chance to do well on the West. But I think Penn State's very good. Yep, I'm with you, Troy. I agree with you 100. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Got a couple lines open at two eight four ten forty. If you're driving back from Iowa City, drive safely. You can put us on the speakerphone. If you're in Des Moines, still scratching your head, saying how did Iowa lose that game? We're here till one thirty in the morning. We want to be your your therapy. We want to get you through the early morning hours. We want to get make sure you go to sleep all nice, nice and sound. Also, you know, you bring up a guy like um, um, Barkley, but let's not forget their tight end. Gusecki's a hell of a player yes. too. I, I mean, he didn't get much action tonight. Uh, his longest catch was seven yards. He had five catches for twenty five yards. But Gusecki is going to be. He, he's going to play on Sundays. He's going to make a difference on Sundays. And they, they've got some total packages right there. And Jawan Johnson, the guy who's caught the touchdown at the end, very talented wide receiver. Mick Sorley, a great quarterback. Well, because he does so many things. And, and he get, he can run, he can pass. And what he does out of the pocket, he's so comfortable in the pocket. And where he beca- he had a, a, a fake tonight where he he like – I thought he was going to throw the football, and he cocked it back. I'm like, how did you just do that? I mean, that's just that's just natural stuff. Yes, you cannot coach. That just comes naturally to a lot of guys and a lot of athletes. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to I eighty. That's where Mike is. Mike, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio ten forty WHO. Hey, you know, we've had this problem for years. Are we ever going to come up with a checkdown play that doesn't result in a one yard loss or a three yard loss? I mean, we might as well just check off into a quarterback meal. Uh, you can almost hear the Penn State defense salivate when we went to a check down. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, Mike. You're, you're 100% right. Every time they, they seem to audible, it's a run. And and against the non-conference opponents, that would work. Akram Wadley is that athletic where a lot of times he could get four, five, six yards in the Big Ten when everybody knows it's coming. I mean, those linebackers, it, they weren't cheating. They were 100% going run. They knew it was a run coming, not even just on the checkdowns. They knew it was run more often than, than not. But, Mike, you're 100% right. I, I agree with you. The, every checkdown is just a, a pretty simple off-tackle zone, uh, zone scheme run. And teams know that's coming, and that's a tough thing to, to even a guy like Wadley for him to, to get around. Yeah, and, you know, they were joking about Greg Davis being back in the press box. You do have to remember that Ken O'Keefe is hanging around the press box. <laughs> I used to not like him a whole lot either. So. Yeah, hey, but the, yeah I, the honeymoon still exists for Brian Ferris. It does. It does. I just hope he sees that deep toss sweep safety for the rest of his career so he never falls out again in that situation. Sounds good, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. 284-1040. 284-1040. Reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. Adrian and Templeton, we're going to get to your phone call. Tommy in Des Moines. Tommy will be up. Jeff, who just left his tailgate. Cade, who's on his way back to Des Moines. Bill in Des Moines. You're all coming up on the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff on News Radio 1040 WHO. Radio. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. Travis Justice, Andrew Downs with you on a Sunday morning. We're here till 1.30. Talking about the Hawkeye's loss. You know, it, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt. 
Does that make sense? It's hurting less. I will say this show is cathartic. I, is. I felt worse an hour ago than I do right Th- now. This is weekly therapy for people. Don't kid yourself. This is like this is like Loveline. Remember Loveline? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is like you uh, need to talk about this it. You is need Hawk to get Line. it out. This is the people show. Yes, we've said it all along. This is the people show. So let's go to uh, Cade. No, no, no. It's Adrian and Templeton. I think Adrian's been on hold. Hey, since... what's up, Jen? What's up? Hey, um, congrats to Penn State. Sorry to the Hawkeyes. I was just going to say I was thinking about fans complain about the Hawkeyes not blitzing enough. I think we've blitzed maybe 12 times this year, and we've got absolutely torched 11 out of 12. <laughs> um, it's been really rough. Uh, we're almost home. We just passed Willis Auto Campus. I was just going to say the the fellow that called in earlier about Penn State celebrating too much, Travis. You were like, I would celebrate too, but just don't trip over your trombone, bro. <laughs> Go Hawks, love you. It, hey, listen, I didn't play the trombone. I'm just saying, my wife was a trombone player. She was in. The, I played the trombone for about three weeks. Did you? My yeah, wife was, was in terrible. the Iowa State varsity football marching wow. band. Wow, for one year, and then she goes, "I'm not a band geek." Wow. Because band, let's, let's be honest, band members are weird cats. No question. All right? They're just weird cats. But man, that takes a lot of coordination, especially with the trombone, because yeah. you're like uh, marching yes. around and getting no, that thing exactly where it is. Yes. You know, the blitzing, personally, I know, again, we're going to go back to it, the bend but don't break. I'm okay with Iowa playing a, a base defense and keeping things in front of them and allowing the other team to make mistakes or kick field goals, miss field goals. And especially today, we saw that you give up almost 600 yards and only 21 points. I'm okay with not blitzing the house and and kind of letting things develop in front of you. And, and I know, do you want to blitz when your defense is on the field for 40 minutes during a game? And look at the last touchdown that Wadley scored for Iowa. What was Penn State doing at that point? Blitzing. And, and if you and you look at a guy like McSorley, who is great at running with the football, getting you to go in one direction, and still being able to either run or pass. The blitz could get you, and I think Iowa played it safe. They called it playing soft, and I think that was actually a compliment because James Franklin, even um, um, I think it was McSorley, said, "Listen, their defense took away some things tonight. Now they they still racked up ninety nine plays and five hundred plus yards, but I think what they did tonight kept the game as close as it was." If that makes any sense whatsoever, let's go to Cade, who's on his way back to Des Moines, probably almost to Des Moines, aren't you, Cade? Uh, no, not quite yet. Traffic was <laughs> a little right. crazy getting out of there. Okay. But uh, I just wanted to call in. I thought uh, some of the callers with the national anthem and the celebrating at the end, uh, the, man, there were kids having fun. It makes the game fun. Crowd was electric. Fans are doing the same thing. It's a good time for everybody. So you, you didn't have a problem with Penn State not being out there for the national anthem, did you? No, not at all. That's, all right. that's 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 obviously I I highly doubt that their coaching staff sat down and had this big uh, plan with ABC going to be there. I, I think that's probably something they normally do as a tradition, and uh, I don't see a problem with that at all. Cool, buddy. Drive safe. All right. Yeah. Hey, I also wanted to touch on one other thing. Sure, go ahead. Um, with uh, you know, people call in and say Iowa does the same thing. Always have some questionable calls. We don't blitz. There's another thing that uh, we always do. Parents always is class act. He recruits class act guys. He donates money to children's hospitals. That's a beautiful thing. People waving at those kids. That's another thing that never changes about Iowa football. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Cade. Yep. All right. 284-1040. 284-1040. What is this? Two open lines. We're here till one thirty in the morning. Come on. We, we don't have open phone lines on sound off. 
That's unheard of. We can't have that. Let's go to Tommy in Des Moines. Tommy, what's up? I'll make I'll make this comment real quick. You've never made a comment quick, Tommy, and you don't have to. Go ahead. I'll just say this: If I was if Penn State is the number four team in America than what Iowa, number five, you know, a lot of people I've heard people call in and say, "Wow, we gave up a lot of yardage." If Penn State is so great and the running back is so great, then how come they only scored? 21 points. I, I think Iowa overachieved, and I think Stanley uh, learned a lot. If you if, if people want to really think about it, this was Stanley's first major game playing on on the field. I agree with that. And, uh, and, and uh, bottom line, I think uh, Penn State coach is an idiot. Why? Uh, and as far as them being on the field when the National Anthem played, I think they should have been penalized. Why? Number one, you're supposed to be respecting the flag of the United States of America, and they did not do that. But Tom, Tommy, I get that, Tommy. I think Tommy hung up. Uh, I, there's a lot of teams that don't come out for the national anthem. It's yeah. not it's not tradition that every team in college football is on the field for the national anthem. And I'm not I, this has nothing to do with the National Football League. It's the way pregame is set up. Iowa chooses to come out on the field for the national anthem. Other teams don't. I don't think it's about respect and disrespect. I agree with you completely. I think it's and, – and I don't know how Penn State typically does it. I just have a really hard time thinking that Penn State, before tonight's game, was like, you know what, we don't respect Iowa, we don't respect the national anthem or the flag, and we're going to show the world tonight. And, and another thing, no, Iowa's not the fifth-best team in the country. <laughs> They're not. Um, is Penn State the fourth-best team in the country? I, I can't answer that. But I can say, look what Penn State's done dating back to last season. I think Penn State is the best team in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. They're better than Michigan. I think they're better than Ohio State. You know, and, and a great team doesn't blow everybody out. No. A great team wins the games, especially games like this. A great team, I mean, you and I said going into that final drive, it's time for Saquon Barkley to win his Heisman. He wasn't a huge factor on that final drive, but this is a championship-caliber team that did what championship-caliber teams do when they're down late in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Alabama will have one close game this year. And, and James Franklin said it best. Um, I think he said it in his post-game press conference. Like, you know, every year, good teams get tested at some point. Usually comes on the road. Usually comes in a, against a, a, a decent team. I was a decent team. You're, you're three and one. Yes, you're you're gonna compete for the West. All right, there, there's no doubt about in my mind that I was going to be in the mix for the West. I, I still think it's Wisconsin's to win. Yes. Um, after that, I think it's the, the, Nebraska has been a disappointment. Yeah, Northwestern I, doesn't scare me. I'm still not rowing the boat in Minnesota. Nope. So. I, I refuse to row that boat. And and with what we saw tonight, there's no reason to think Iowa can't play with anybody. Including Ohio State. Absolutely. Including Wisconsin. Yes. Including Northwestern. Hell, and I'm even going to say even Purdue. 
So, but Iowa's not the fifth best team in the country. No, that that's what that's what's horrible about rankings is that you really don't. Besides Alabama, I think we, I think we can all get a consensus that Alabama is the number one team in the country. Yes, but after that, do we really know? The answer to that is no. Two eight four ten forty. Carl just got back from the game. Carl, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio ten forty WHO. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, great. Hey, I had a couple, uh, three things I really wanted to hit on. Um, I was at the game, so I didn't, you know, a lot, lot going on. Crowd was electric. It was crazy. Um, but three things I really noticed is the biggest thing is our receivers were not looking a lot of times, you know, on hot reads. I mean, the ball was there. They weren't even paying attention. Um, I think that's something that really needs to be addressed. I mean, um, Fant, you know, a couple times he was looking at the goalpost and the ball went right by his helmet, mm-hmm. you know, so. And, and you know, Fant um, only got one catch tonight. He, he's he got to be a bigger player in that offense. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't just him. Um, but anyway, so so that's one thing. Another thing, uh, hitting on Penn State, um, not disrespecting them or, or putting them down in any way, but I tell you, if they ever lose Barkley, um, I wasn't overly – impressed with the team as a whole outside of Barkley. You take Barkley out of that game, and they didn't really do a whole lot to impress me um, offensively. I, 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 realized I, would agree with you. I would agree with you on Barkley. I think McSorley's a pretty darn good quarterback. Um, I think he's a playmaker. Now, would they win as much without Barkley? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I think Mike Gusecki's a really good tight end, but you're not going to... You're not going to sit there and dominate with a tight end, but Barkley definitely is the glue. We'll hear what Coach Ferentz has to say about Barkley on the next side of the break on on 1040 WHO. We're 81040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040 WHO Des Moines. North Korea calls an attack inevitable. I'm Carmen Roberts, Fox News. North Korean Foreign Minister Ri Yong-ho tells the UN General Assembly President Trump is to blame for escalating tensions. A mentally deranged person full of megalomania. Speaking through a translator Saturday, he said the president's insults require revenge, making an attack inevitable. He committed an irreversible mistake of making our rockets visit to the entire U.S. mainland inevitable all the more. President Trump tweeting late Saturday night, if the foreign minister repeats the little rocket man's thoughts, they won't be around much longer. Rocket man is president's nickname for the regime leader Kim Jong-un, who's been ramping up his program to develop a nuclear missile that can reach the U.S. mainland. President Trump finding another foe to fight with, this time suggesting the National Football League should fire players who don't stand during the national anthem. Fox's Kristen Fisher with reaction from NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. It reads in part, quote, divisive comments like these demonstrate an unfortunate lack of respect for the NFL, our great game, and all of our players. And now President Trump responding directly to that statement by saying this, quote, Roger Goodell of the NFL just put out a statement trying to justify the total disrespect certain players show to our country. Uber says it's willing to make concessions to get its license back in London. The city's mayor says if people are upset about losing the ride-hailing company, 
They should blame Uber. The city's transportation agency said Friday it won't renew Uber's license when it expires on September 30th, citing a lack of corporate responsibility. And U.S. drivers getting a bit of relief. Gasoline prices inching down. AAA says the national average now two fifty-eight a gallon, down five cents from a week ago. Fox News, fair and balanced. WHO. From the High V Studios, News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO. Good to have you along on a Sunday morning. We're here for about another 25 more minutes. 1.30 a.m. is our cutoff time is when they tell us they got to get off. And uh, Hey, did you start the stream on the iHeart? I didn't know. Sean, did you start the stream? Uh, yeah, it was, All right. it was on there. We were getting some stuff on Twitter wondering where the, where, where the show was. But it's, if it's up and running now, that's good. So if I you, know when we started. Get it together in there, Sean. Come on, Sean. Come on. I'm going to make you do a scoreboard if you don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the phones. we got some people who have been waiting a long time. Let's go to Jared. Jared, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. How you doing, Travis? Good. Say hi to Andrew, awesome. too. What up, Jared? Awesome. I'm um, kind of, uh, well, I guess, first off, my hat's off to the defense, to the bend but don't break um, style they played. I know they gave up a lot of yards, but uh, they didn't give up a whole lot of points. I'm more disappointed in the offense. Um, I'm kind of curious on why we didn't see uh, Torrin Young play, and I'd like to see them uh, put Akram Wadley in the slot more and uh, make him you know, a little receiver, and that'd, that'd give another... Um, uh, you know, I mean, something else for the defense uh, to to look out for. Um, I think that'd help uh, the offense. I think that'd give him uh, extra touches. And getting Akram Wadley the ball in open space is only going to help our offense. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get off. I'd like to have a shout-out to my buddy Mario Castillo. It's his birthday today. But uh, other than that, I'll just uh, sit back and listen to what you guys have to say. It's it's interesting. We didn't see, and thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. We didn't see Torrin Young at all. Akram Wadley and Nate Stanley had all the carries. Um, Wadley, 19 carries, 92 yards. He lost 12, so he had a net of 80. Uh, Nate Stanley had four carries for four yards. No Torrin Young whatsoever. It was Wadley all the way. Yeah, that's interesting to me, it's especially at the first half. 10 carries for zero yards for Wadley, and, and you thought maybe they'll switch something up here going into the second half. Maybe... The defense was so keyed on Wadley that bringing a little change of pace in there. I think James Butler may have been a you know a big addition if if he had been there today. Yeah, and, and I think I look at it like this, and and maybe it's a trust factor. Maybe you. Do, I mean, we hadn't seen Torn Young up until last week when when we had to when we had to. And let's not forget, you you these guys are watched by their coaches constantly in practice. Do you throw a guy like that into? And I don't know the answer. I'm asking myself these questions. Right. Do you throw a guy like that into the Penn State game? Obviously, they didn't feel comfortable with him. And that, that's the thing. You know, I saw a lot of stuff. Uh, our punting game wasn't fantastic, and, and really hasn't been all year. The, these coaches aren't dumb. They're, they're not trying to lose, right? Like if if the backup punter was a noticeably better punter than than the first string, he would be playing. That if if Torin Young, if they really thought he could come in and make a difference, they would do that. They they weren't leaving him out for any reason. And you're exactly right. The Penn State game in a close game, 
we talk about that atmosphere being hard to play in for Penn State. That's that's got to be a little intimidating if you're a, if you're a Hawkeye player, especially uh, a young Hawkeye player as well. I mean, it's not easy to go out there in front of sixty six thousand people in that Stripe Stadium in the biggest game you've ever played in in your life and be handed the ball. And so uh, I, I think you're right. I think you you trust the coaches who have seen these guys. Uh, as much as they have seen him every day in practice. And then Wadley, you know, he, he was able to break away a little bit in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, and, and do some damage. You know, Young didn't get in the game. If I'm looking at the play chart or the uh, participation report, he didn't need to get in the game. And there's a reason for that, right? Yeah. You would, yeah. Uh, 284-1040. 284-1040. Let's go to John in Des Moines. John, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff on News Radio 1040 WHO. Yeah, great game. Great game. Um, it's been, I think it was uh, about the best game I've seen in a couple, three years. Uh, our defensive secondary um, played better than I've, than I've seen in a long time, just generally overall. The gentleman that called in and said that uh, Penn State wasn't too impressive other than the one back, I would say their line play on both sides of the ball was fairly good. Um uh, just out of curiosity, sake, you guys, Jack DeLeon still working over there with you guys? Yeah, well, he's not. He's not. He's he's not in on sound off. He was here uh, this afternoon. He was. So but, he's still working. Hasn't retired then. No, okay. he hasn't retired. He answered the phone for you guys for years. He did. Yeah, good man. Good man. Also, ran, I ran into Larry Kotler about uh, six weeks ago. I remember those good old days. And Tommy uh, shows like changed quite a bit since then, though. Huh? The show's changed quite a bit since oh, then. Oh, it has. It yeah. has completely. Yeah. Completely. Uh, anyway, so uh, what What do you think? Uh, how do you think that we're going to bang out this year? You think we're going to get Michigan State next week? It's, well, you go on the road. and who, you, That's always tough when you go on the road. I, I, I still say that the West it can be won. The West is still up for grabs. The West is an attainable goal. Playing in Indianapolis is definitely within reach if there's production like we saw tonight. Now, you can't give up 600 yards. You no. can't give up 99 plays. No. You sure as hell can't let another offense have 40 minutes of time of possession on you. But if you're playing this close with one of the top five teams in the country, yes, I, I, I think I think there's potential there to be playing for a Big Ten championship. But there is a lot of football left. you got to go to Michigan State. Then you're at home against Illinois for homecoming. You got the open date. You go to Northwestern. You got Minnesota at home, then Ohio State at home. Then at Wisconsin, Purdue at home. I'm glad that Purdue game's at home. I, I would not feel comfortable if that Purdue game was in West Lafayette. And then you're at Nebraska. And by the time that game rolls around, who knows what's going to be going on in Lincoln. They fired their athletic director this week. They got a win today over Rutgers. But that's not saying much. They go to Illinois to play on Friday, one of those stupid Friday night games. Right. Um, but realistically, I think Iowa loses two more for sure. Yeah. But I I wouldn't say three for sure. But I don't. Yeah. I. Two, but I can't tell you which two. And especially you know the, these Hawkeye teams. And I said this this week. I would rather get this Penn State game. In November, right? Iowa teams under Ferentz typically get stronger and stronger as the they season do. goes on. Now, of course, you have injury factors and things like that, but typically they get better. Uh, I'm looking at that Ohio State game. 
you know, and saying, okay, I'm kind of licking my chops a little bit there now, whereas I was I was a little afraid of that before. Uh, so I think you're right. I think everything is still out there for this team, and maybe they're able to take this game as heartbreaking as, as it must be in that locker room and in the you know, throughout this week and in the weeks to come take some pride in the fact that they, they stood tall with the number four team in the country, a team that I don't think is going to lose anytime soon, uh, that looked really good, might be the class of the Big Ten. And uh, they... It, you know, they they all played well. The defense especially should be especially proud of, of how they played today. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Brent in Des Moines. Just got back from the game. Brent, thanks for calling the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. A little little hoarse. It was just freaking electric in there. There was so much noise. It was like there was a buzzing going on. It was just incredible. And we just you know finished one one play, one play short. So I, I feel feel bad for the kids. Um, I'll, I'll make one quote on on Iowa in the West, though, that you guys aren't thinking about is Wisconsin has a gravy schedule this year mm. like we have in the past. They're not going to lose more than one or two games all year. So I don't think the West is winnable, just given what we've got ahead of us. So it doesn't mean we can't have a good year, but I'm just saying I think people aren't really looking at Wisconsin's yeah. schedule there. But um, for me, you know, two things. For, first, Penn State's a, you know, obviously a top 10 to 15 team, but um, – you take Barkley off that team, like like another caller said, and they weren't nearly as explosive without Barkley. And it, even with Barkley, I think Alabama would roll that team by three touchdowns. <clears throat> you know, so they're they're very good. Don't get me wrong. Well, and, and, awesome. and and I don't disagree with you, Brent. I mean, let's use another example. I mean, look at Florida State. They lose their quarterback, and look what happens. They lose at home in North Carolina State today. I mean, the fine line between greatness can be one player. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but the other thing for me is not the play calling on offense. The most disappointing unit by far this entire season is the offensive line. They've been a little bit better on the, on the pass game, but their run push is awful. And I'm just tired of seeing the interior guards getting shoved three yards in the backfield on running plays. You can't run the football when you got penetration like that. And I, I think it's time to bring Tristan Wurst in and put him at tackle and move Welsh back to one of the guard spots. And just there's a couple underperforming guards inside, and we, we just got we got to get better production. We get, we have to get guys that are willing to be physical up front, not technique guys, but guys are re- willing to really get nasty in the trenches. And that's really where Penn State beat us was in the trenches. If we could have moved the ball, we would have beat that team anyway. <clears throat> so but that's my take on the game. Good stuff, Brent. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Brent, you, you can hear the hoarseness in his voice. Yeah, we've had a couple of guys like that, and I, it's good. We haven't had that in a long time on this show. I want to say, for as much as, and I'm not sure how how you guys did it on KXNO on the morning rush. Uh, on Murph and Andy, we talked a lot and, and took a lot of calls about the fact that this game wasn't going to be sold out. It was a big topic this week, and I was pleasantly surprised to see. Not only how that stadium looked and how it sounded, uh, but the fact that the crowd made a difference in that game. Several times, Penn State, I mean, there were a couple of delay of games, a couple of timeouts they had to take, a couple of, you know, you could tell they, they were a little rattled at times that offense was because of that crowd. And that was a cool thing to see, even in a, a game where the other team was heavily favored and it wasn't a sold-out crowd. And there was a lot of talk about that this week. It was cool to see the crowd affect that game the way that they did. 284 You can reach out to us on the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff Twitter line at SoundoffWHO. We have uh, about 10 more minutes, 15 more minutes left in the show. Wendell, we'll get to your phone call when we come back. Uh, here's some uh, 
some stuff from Coach Kirk Ferentz on Barkley because Barkley was an all-around stud today. And uh, some closing thoughts as we get ready for the Michigan State game and the rest of the Big Ten season. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Des Moines HelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, are you stealing from the vending machine? No, Mr. Employee of the Month. Well, your desk is littered with like hundreds of snacks. I merely exposed a loophole by reaching my arm through the flap thingy. Does that sound like stealing to you? Yes. Granola bar? If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. Des Moines HelpWanted.com. Local jobs. Joe. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola, and Tompkins Industries. He can do it all. He can uh, run, stop, start. You know, some of the hesitations he had in there and uh, such great acceleration, such great power and explosion. So uh, that, that's a tall order. Anybody that's uh, playing him, that's a tall order, and he's tough. Yes, he is. Talking about Saquon Barkley, who just might win the Heisman Trophy. If you watch the Iowa-Penn State game tonight, you might have watched the Heisman Trophy winner. He's going to be, I I promise you after tonight, when they start doing their Heisman hopefuls, he's going to be on top of everybody's list. That was national television, and he put on a clinic. No question. Yeah, he he was the guy tonight, uh, and... The, the announcers couldn't stop talking about it. Dolph sounded like he was Superman, and and so did we. I mean, he really was. There were several times where he looked like he was stopped, and he would get seven, eight yards. It was pretty fantastic to watch. Let's go back to the phones at 284-1040. Mr. Wendell. Wendell, what's up? How you doing? Um, Is that an Arrested Development yes, job? Yes. I, you're the last person in the world I would have expected <laughs> that from. Sorry, sorry, Wendell. Sorry, Wendell. I hate That's to cut right. you off there. It's one twenty-five uh, in the morning. Um, I just, I've been a season ticket holder for quite a few years, and I... I don't think Iowa used to come out before the national anthem either. That was like nine eleven, maybe they changed, but or it could have been before or after. But and some maybe other people that have been around going to the games for years. But it seems to me, I remember they played the national anthem, then the team came out, but and then they changed it somewhere. But maybe I'm wrong. But I, I and I, I have no problem with Penn State staying inside. I honestly, personally think that if we just had all the teams stay in and then have them come out at the National Anthem, we wouldn't have to worry about protests during the National Anthem. It's just the team. Let them stay in the locker room and come out and play. But that's just my opinion. Right, and it's a good opinion, Wendell, and I respect it, and I pretty much agree with it. So uh, thanks for calling the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Chris and Altoona, welcome to the show. What's up? All right. All right. You waited on hold. Was he at the Star Bar with his kid? There's something going on there. <laughs> Sean's all nervous. He's got to take off for Chicago in the morning. He's going to go see the White Sox. In the Dr- morning. It is It is. It the is the morning. Four hours he's going to be in a car driving to Chicago. Woo. So go see the White Sox. So here's the Wisconsin football schedule. I already went through the Iowa football schedule. Here's yeah, the, we had a caller bring up yeah. how it was kind of a cake schedule. So they've already beaten Utah State, 59-10. Right. They beat uh, Florida Atlantic and Lane Kiffin, 31-14. to Okay. They beat uh, BYU, 40-6. to They're at home against Northwestern on the 30th. They then go to Nebraska on October 7th. They're at home against Purdue on the 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, take on Maryland on the 21st. Maryland lost for the fir- or lost today. Yeah, uh, got drilled by Central Florida. Uh, then they're at Illinois, at Indiana, 
Iowa at home, Michigan at home, at Minnesota. Wow. That's pretty cupcake. That is. They, a lot of those tough games at home. Yes. That, um, and that's, that's why it becomes cupcake. Because you assume they're going to win those home games. Yes, and and, and as Iowa fans, who are we to you know? I'm not going to say oh they're they're, they're going to march to it be, through the, through this because they have such an easy schedule. This is the way it works when you have a 14 team league, uh, and and you're in the weaker division of the two. Uh, sometimes you're going to get a little easier schedule. Wisconsin's a good team. If the Iowa team uh, shows up that showed up tonight, I give us a good chance. Uh, two things: How is AJ not on the field on the last play? Wasn't he? Was he not? I I'll don't have to go know. Back and yeah, look. I have to go back and look at that. And can we ever get a quarterback that's athletic and mobile? Um, we, we've had them in the past. Yeah. And usually we've had success with those guys. Right. Um, I would like to see more mobility out of the quarterback. I, I'm not a traditional drop back passer guy. I want to. Be, I, I'm not saying you have to run a full spread option. But I like guys that have the ability to take off and run, like like, like Bethard or more so than that. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd love a guy like McSorley, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, he it just presents because he has an arm. Now he's six foot tall. Is he the tallest guy in the world? No, but he's you know, Nate Stanley's not going to hurt you with his feet. No. And you're right. It, it presents another option. It keeps the defense honest. Yeah. It's a uh, it's it's another thing. But you know, some of those guys are few and far between. And to be honest, Iowa doesn't have the type of offense that a lot of those guys want to play in. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, turn your radio down, bud. Ryan. Yeah, how many games are we gonna lose this year? Three, maybe four. Three, yeah, I, I'll fall in line with that. But then again, we you, we throw those numbers out there, Ryan, and we've been wrong before. It's easy to be wrong. I'm wrong quite a bit. I had Nebraska going ten and two, winning the West. Yeah, I didn't have Purdue hanging with Michigan at halftime no. today. But and people say you had Nebraska going ten and two. Well, I looked at their schedule and I and I tried to put it together. And you come up with it's kind of like I didn't have Iowa going twelve and zero a couple years ago. No, I don't think anybody did. No, and that's what happens. And I don't think I had them going eight and four last year. And I could see, you know, I could see eight and four this year. I could see that. I could see nine and three. But and you, I can see getting one of the the big upsets. Now, I can see Ohio State or Wisconsin. Now I will say this: they go to Michigan State next week. My entire attitude could change if they lose that game. I said this right after the game in our Facebook Live. We will know what this game meant three, four, five weeks from now. How do they get back up off the mat from this? Does this build character, or was this their breaking point? Was this everything they had and they lost and they go into their shell? Or did this build the character and say, all right, we can play like that, we can play with anybody, we need to learn how to win these games? Sean, you look frustrated in there. What's yeah, going, you're having some trouble. What's going on in there? What up? I'm getting... They're, they're trash. It's one thirty. The, the, the drunk calls are coming in. They're trash. Well, that's and, 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 oh, hey, and then they hang up. Yeah, see, the drunk calls are coming in. <laughs> that's a good time. Uh, to... they're, they're either camping in, in Iowa City yeah. now. They're passed out in the back seat of their car, or they just got home and they're stumbling because they had too much fireball and rum chata. Hey, here's another one. Yeah, so. Sean, don't worry because we have approximately one minute left in the show. Andrew Downs, your final thoughts of the game today that was ended in disappointment but actually carried a lot of emotion. 
It did. I'm heartbroken, man. I'm not going to lie about that. That was a tough, tough loss. Uh, I thought Iowa had the win and and weren't able to come up with it. That sucked. This last hour and a half, couple hours has has helped me. I've, I think it, I'll feel better therapy. waking up. It, it is therapy, and I I there's a part of me that feels good about this team going forward. Now there's a part of me that says, hey, 600 yards offense, 40 minutes of possession time, a guy got three over 300 yards by himself. There are some worrisome things. I don't feel like Iowa is a top 10 team or anything like that, but there's something to build on now, and to to have that kind of an effort in September. I think it's a good thing. I will say this. I think Iowa today raised expectations for its fan base. I think, I, I, think was, so. I think Iowa's always had high expectations, but I think today they raised them for their fan base because they were able to keep it close with the number four team in the country. Did you have fun doing sound off? I loved it, man. I love it. Anytime you want me back, this is a lot of fun. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Um, he's Andrew Downs. Ross Peterson will be back next week because he gets back from Canada because he's up there fishing. I'll be back there with him next week, too, as the Hawks take on Michigan State, a game you'll hear right, right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. Thanks for listening to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off.